Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Emily. And I'm back. Welcome back, Emily. Emily. So uh, on this episode, I thought we were going to Portland, but it turns out we went to Seattle because there are two Kells Irish pubs. Yes. Uh, I didn't learn this until this episode because I was like, hey, we went there. And then we shared our anecdote about Kells Irish pub that turned out to be totally... In the wrong location. Irrelevant. <laughs> um, so this one is in Portland. Or sorry, fuck. This one's in Seattle. <laughs> and you can tell because they show you the Space Needle roughly every 30 seconds in this episode. And they try to make it spooky. And there is it's no not. way to make the Space Needle It's because spooky. it's a dowsing rod. It's like America's yeah. biggest dowsing it's rod. It's a lightning rod for ghosts. Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking oh. of the Chicago. Uh, is it the Sears Tower? What's the tower in Chicago? The Walmart Tower. The one, it has got two antennas. It might be the right? Sears Tower. Yeah, it's know. got two antennas. and it's... Someone from Chicago, correct us. <laughs> I'm sure they catch all the ghosts because they got those two antennas. And you know what yeah. they say about ghosts? They love to go towards antennas. Yeah. Because <laughs> they are electric. <laughs> it's electric is what I always say. Um, Isn't there a song? There is. Boogie Woogie, Electric Slide. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Zach's shirt is extremely shiny in this episode. Did y'all notice that? Oh, yeah. He's got this shirt with this very, like, bright and shiny red insignia on the front. What's an insignia? It's just like a big logo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, what was it? Did you I don't know. I didn't catch it. I couldn't it. tell. I couldn't tell because I was being blinded by it. There was, <laughs> yeah. It was like fire. It was some kind of fire, but there was words in there at some point. Okay. I thought it was a dragon at first because it looked very, like, early... Like 2000s dragon shirt, but no. yeah, it looked like it was a design, so I don't think it was a dragon. It was probably something very masculine because yeah. <laughs> Zach is very masculine. Uh, so they start this episode out. So this episode is about Kel's Irish pub, uh, but you wouldn't know that because they started out by talking about a crematorium or mortuary or both, kind of. So this place used to be one of those or m- multiple, um, and. <laughs> It was owned by a dude named Buttersworth. The E.R. Butterworth. Now, notably, Butterworth. is this... Not the syrup. But is it the same family as the syrup? I don't, I don't oh. know. I don't know. Did they make... Probably not. You heard it here, no. folks. They made the syrup out of dead people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it so delicious. That's the secret ingredient. Um, so, a lot of people die in cities, um, but... Oh, and specifically, there was Zach correlates this to a, an influenza outbreak and also dead miners yeah so both dead <laughs> gold miners and an influenza outbreak so yeah there are a lot of miners in the western u.s and and we mean like old like prospectors not yeah. like like people under 18 yeah and um and and it is true that uh miners would sometimes get killed by other people who wanted 
either their spot or their gold uh, or whatever the heck they were mining. Um, but Zach doesn't really go into much detail about why there's probably dead miners. Why would they be here? In Seattle. Why I don't know. Why would they know. be in I mean, downtown Seattle? Well, I mean, nearby there are. I mean, they, they went gold. Well, still, my question for, for this whole episode is why why are these people here? And the, the connection that Zach leaps to is so unbelievable to me. He sort of intimates that because this person, E.R. Butterworth, prepared so many bodies in the mortuary, that means the ghosts are going to be tied to this location where the bodies were prepared. And not where they died. Not like where they died or, or any place where they lived or anything like that. Um... Because apparently there was a reward for bringing in dead bodies, which so Zach automatically thinks you, that I think that's he's, what it's. I, I think he's yeah. confused. I don't think he knows what mor- what a mortuary is. I don't think yeah. he knows what a mortician does. Um, people. Okay, so if so he we, was, Cassie it, and I just so happen to be very like well read on morticians very recently. Uh, so Zach was insinuating that this dude was making money off of dead bodies. That's well, yes, that's all morticians do. This. That's what a mortician yeah. does. That's their business. Um, but that it was something sketchy as in like, I don't know. It, I don't understand the leap he's making I don't, at all. It like, doesn't make any sense I, to Like me. I kind of get bits and pieces of where he might be coming from, but I think he's really confused. I agree. And then he, apparently it was like $50 per dead body, which was very expensive. But even nowadays... To super cremate expensive. somebody yeah. is super expensive. Yeah, unless, that's a lot of money. Unless, yeah. by the way, guys, if you want to be cremated, which try not to because it's energy intensive and not eco-friendly, um, it you should, every single crematory should offer a package that is about $1,000 to $2,000, which basically is just you in a cardboard box, and then they put you into the fire. Uh, otherwise, you're paying for a fancy coffin to get burned up, yeah. in, which is so wild. <laughs> and me. then they're going to dispose of the metal handles, because what a, what can they do with that? Also, did you know that when you get cremated, and I learned this from Caitlin Doty of Ask a Mortician. Um, Ask a Mortician on YouTube. You should watch it. Um, when you get cremated, um, your bones don't... We already talked about this at one point. We may have, but okay. Well, bones, you'll hear it again. Your bones stick around, and they got to put them in a big machine called a cremulator, and then it grinds it up into powder. So when you get cremated, it doesn't automatically become powder. They have to grind you up after the fire. <laughs> so put you in like a like a like a food processor, but for bones. Yeah, grind, grind, grind. Um. So can we? I would like to list the ghosts <laughs> that we are like introduced to in this episode because we have a lot of different separate pieces of evidence that we're told about. Oh, can I just mention yeah. one more sure. thing about the money thing? The the thing that he might have. I don't know. The the most the most probable way that there could be a lot of fishy business happening with getting dead bodies for money is that all through the 1800s medical schools uh, used. Well, and they still use dead bodies for anatomy lessons and, and anatomy research and medicine research. It was common for bodies to be dug up from graves and sold to universities and hospitals for research. And also, sometimes people would get murdered uh, so that their murderer could sell their bodies. But that was, that was not super common. It's this. It's the sort of thing that is outlandish, and because it's an outlandish story, people spread it, and because people spread it, they think it happens all the time. When in reality, it probably didn't happen that often. Yeah. Maybe like a few times. Um, so there are a number of different types of evidence apparently on display here. Uh, we've seen hands on windows, 
glasses sliding across the bar, some security camera that keeps getting false positives on its movement trigger. These are all things that just can happen. These are just things that happen. Uh, there's a little girl in red, which uh, seeing a child in a dress is like the most common ghost hallucination or whatever. The common, the most common ghost sighting because it's like, yeah, it's a figure that just sort of goes all the way to the ground. I think we should add little girl in dress with toy to yeah. the bingo card. Because there's yeah. literally a girl in a dress with a toy in every single episode. There's what also about the little boys. Do they just right? like automatically move on? They, yeah, they like... they're totally cool with being dead now. They're good. Yeah. Um, there's also a thin white man, and then the owner's mom fell down the stairs, and that was apparently ghost evidence. It it was mentioned one of the people who worked there. I don't know who this, what this person's job was. She she was seen giving an interview with Zach about like what kind of hauntings they have there, the history of the place. I don't she, think she was ever actually introduced, because I, no. I didn't write down a name, but they refer to her a lot. Yeah. She mentioned that a while back there was a, a voodoo ritual on Halloween, and Zach acts like it is, like, the devil's party. Like, he was disgusted. <laughs> a birthday party yeah. for Satan himself. Yeah, and it, he even references the episode on that yeah. plantation. Magnolia Lane Plantation. Yeah, where he organized a voodoo ritual, a very distasteful one. He because, brings it up. Oh, God, you should just listen, just to, that listen to that episode. He brings up this voodoo ritual that they did and was like, oh, well, if you're doing voodoo, you're messing with bad stuff. Like, you mean how you did? <laughs> you mean how you did in that one episode? With a white voodoo priestess? Nothing but white people involved in this voodoo ritual. In Involved with this show about a plantation where there used to be people who were enslaved mm. anyway um listen to that episode it's super frustrating you probably don't even want to watch the episode because it's really distasteful i think it's funny at least to watch them act like such fucking dumbasses about this stuff uh also apparently the go the the, the owner's mother is very superstitious and, and zach <laughs> yeah. makes the connection that maybe the superstition brings the ghosts in when rather more probably it's that superstitious people are more more likely to believe that goes surreal. What I love is the yeah. intimation that because her mother is doing all of this stuff, like blessing the place and bringing in religious iconography, this is making the ghosts feel like challenged and that they have to speak up, which is such an interesting logic for him to be using when he himself employs the service of fake ex uh, exorcists to come and clean places out. I, I think the owner of Kel's Irish Pub is a cool lady. She doesn't seem too superstitious, and she she doesn't totally give in to Zach, every one of Zach's whims and, and, and theories. She's just kind of like, eh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was great. She was really relaxed, and I loved her accent. I feel like I could go to Kel's Irish Bar, and it's like authentic. Mm -hmm. She had a great Irish accent. Yes. Which is probably why her mom... They call her superstitious because that's sort of part of the culture. It is, yeah. 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 So one of the reasons that Mr. Butterworth is sort of implicated, sort of forcefully implicated by Zach, is because of his connection to a doctor that you did a little research on, Emily. I did. Dr. Linda Hazard. Um, <laughs> and now, now that is that indeed, is, that is spelled like the Dukes of Hazard. It is. And which, 
Um, I got my information from the Smithsonian's website. Oh, shit. That's probably more research than Zach did. <laughs> and um, they even said in their research that it was a pretty cool name for, like, a murder doctor. <laughs> like, the fact that the Smithsonian said that, it was great. Yes. So what they said um, about Dr. Linda Hazard is, despite little formal training and lack of a medical degree, she was licensed by the state of Washington as a fasting specialist. Fasting and that is in quotes. Yeah, that is in quotes. Um, she wrote a book in 1908 called Fasting for the Cure of Disease. And apparently she um, had killed several people, but she didn't actually go on trial um, until the sisters that Zach talks about in the episode, where one of them was supposedly murdered under this doctor and was cremated and then that's how Mr. Butterworth um, gets dragged into it because apparently he cremated the body and then presented the wrong body at the funeral. Like, well, intentionally. No, yeah. No, having, well, that's according to Zach. <laughs> having, having read the book, having read Caitlin Dowdy's Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, great book, by the way, great memoir about working in the crematory industry, I feel like that is not the craziest thing that could have possibly happened. Like, if her corpse was really, really gnarly looking... Mm -hmm then I can understand not wanting to show it to the family. Um, it is pretty, it's still pretty gross of, of him mm -hmm. to not tell them. But like, this feels less like a horror movie and more like a, like Keystone Cops kind of slapstick comedy to me. The story that's being recounted here. Also, I think perspective is important. For sure. <laughs> because this is still the same time period where people were being bled. Yeah, nobody knew anything about medicine in these days. Pe lots nobody of fucking people, knew anything. Lots of people died from bloodletting. Um, people were just, they were throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what would stick. Like, they were trying anything. Lobotomies continued until the 19, was it 70s? I think it's the 1970s. Is this where you get the phrase, feed a cold, starve a fever? Oh, maybe. Oh. Holy shit. We'll have to look that up. Or else I just I look know. like a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. We're just maybe. saying maybe. So it it makes sense. Sense. I mean, it needs yeah. to be researched. So it's worth noting also that one of the things that happens in this episode is we kind of zip back and forth between these scary ghost stories and Zach and the boys just doing dumb tourist shit. Oh, I think that was yes. one of the best parts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, them doing the gold mining was just epic. And the gum wall before that. Oh, oh. God. Okay, so there's a <laughs> there's a massive gum wall in Seattle where people stick their gum, which I think is cool. It's a I like thing weird things. Yeah, it's just kind of a weird, you know, it's very West it's Coast. It's like Pike's Place, right? Or Pike's Market. Yeah, it's very near. Yeah. yeah. And so that's cool because it's weird. What's not cool is Zach decides to pull off a piece of chewed gum and put it in his mm. mouth. Mm. That's a great way to get hepatitis. And motto and HPV. I think that was the scariest part of the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Zach puts that in his mouth. The scariest thing I've ever watched on Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Zach Bacon's eating gum off a wall. Oh, what a, I can't believe he did that. Granted, if 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 it's old, then he's probably not going to get a, a a a transmitted virus. However, there will be lots of bacteria. Still on nasty. It. Yeah, and perhaps still really nasty. Maybe mold because it's Seattle. <laughs> Yeah. And like, meanwhile, there's tons of people like standing around. Like, they didn't clear this street out for this. Like, there's lots of people walking around while he does this stunt. He could have chewed his own gum. Yeah. yeah. And put it on the wall. What a weirdo. Zach ends their little uh, spiel there by saying, "You know who would love this, Buddy from the movie Elf." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
probably Zach's favorite movie. Aaron, put Elf back on. I really love that Peter Dinklage. He's so good. Did you know he's on Game of Thrones? Then we get to the the gold sieving. Yeah, the guys yeah. decide to go looking for gold uh, with a man who wants to be identified only as a, go- a gold digger from the Pacific Northwest, not from any specific place within the Pacific Northwest, and Silent Chuck, <laughs> who does not speak. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. I I think these guys have pretty good reason to not want to be super well-known, <laughs> considering they are hunting for precious resources. Yeah, they're just probably trying to keep their spot safe yeah. and not show a lot of people, which is totally normal and understandable for minors. Mm-hmm. But Zach yeah. gets really giddy. They both get, all of them get okay, giddy. Okay, the boys are drunk here, right? Like, they, they've had a <laughs> yeah. few. Yeah. Zach, definitely. Zach is definitely His speech is a little slurring. bit slow, slow, a little bit slurred. Aaron is like <laughs> a child Aaron's hooting it on up. Christmas. <laughs> He's like a little so boy excited. who's eating too many cookies. <laughs> Where, yeah, Aaron, where Zach is sort of a little slower and his reaction time slower, I feel like Aaron's the total opposite. Yes. He's bounding around and having a little too much fun with the camera. Uh-huh. And the funny thing is, is that they get like these little flecks of gold <laughs> and they think that they have like hit the jackpot. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're not going to use this as the trigger object. We're going to sell it. And it's like, guys, that's going to be like $10. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It is so small. Like, I'm wondering if it was even through like a, like, you know, when you go in the mountains and the app, especially in the Appalachians and there are those like sieve for jewels. They probably paid uh, more. Rest stops. They paid more to come on this trip than that gold they got is worth. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I bet Silent Chuck and the other guy was just like, yes, we are making banks yes. yeah, we'll on these dummies. We'll get you. Yeah, come on out. Just, you know, $20 they're each. They're rich. We'll they're, show you. They'll pay anything. Yeah. It's charging a lot of money. And there was also like a painfully bad transition to get into this gold mining non sequitur, mm-hmm. where Zach was like, you know, one of the ghosts they've seen here has a long beard, a long beard like a miner would have. So let's go mine for gold. <laughs> Oh. Zach's hair is super high. He looks like Bart Simpson. It's yeah. You can see individual ones like standing I on mean, their own. You always can see individual ones. I was really impressed when they were gold mining, um, <laughs> gold sieving in 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 the water earlier. That even in the humidity and rain, his hair was still like perfectly sculpted in gel. Like he must have cemented his head. Zach needs to be a sponsor for whatever hair gel he uses because it is... <laughs> he in, should be getting paid. He should be getting paid. Mm-hmm. And then they just need to show all the different episodes where he's running around, tripping over things, splishing and splashing yes. <laughs> in water. Yes. <laughs> because it is impressive in this episode. I can um, just imagine a commercial where he's like, <laughs> he's, he's, he does this, the, the hair flip uh, and, and then there's like water flying around and he's like, Waterproof. (laughs) Not a hair out of place. And And then then, he just like walks away all moodily. And then he's like, ghost proof. (laughs) Even demons can't touch this. And then and then Aaron pops in and he says, girl proof. (laughs) 
So what we're saying is, Zach, come to us with your money. We have ideas. <laughs> yeah. We got your ad campaign, like, on the lockdown. <laughs> got it. He could also do a spray tan commercial. He could do a lipstick commercial. <laughs> he could do a protein shake commercial. That's about the last oh. thing we do before the lockdown. Well, they also mentioned an urn with Ash. Oh, yeah. So Zach, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot about this. They go to the chapel and Zach does this thing where he like role plays a ghost oh, watching his God. own funeral. That was painful. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm not supposed to be dead. I'm not supposed to be dead. I'm up I, here. I was murdered. And then he turns to the camera. And he's like, now I know how it feels. He's like, this is what it feels like to be an unrested Spirit. Is that a bingo card spot that we should update it with? The phrase, this is what it feels like, or now I yeah, know what I it feels so. like? Yeah, I think so. I think so, because there are a lot of those in, in the Ghost Adventures series. And at least, well, he's trying to get, like, audience participation as well, because at the beginning, he's like, just imagine, guys. Just imagine. Put yourself there. <laughs> Put yourself there, yeah. It's great. <laughs> oh. um, Back to the urn with Ash. Um, What? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's clear there's no way that there's an urn with, with Ash human remains inside of in it. In a restaurant pub. <laughs> unless unless it's the owners and they're just that, that like that. That would be violating health code, I believe. Not that it would be like contaminated or anything cuz it's been burned. But but you know health codes. But, they're they're silly. Yeah, no, your your health inspector isn't going to oh be too God. happy can, with an urn full of human ash. Can I share something that happened to me at work the other day, you sure. guys? So I work at a... Um, I wouldn't say that. I work at a grocery in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I've already said so much. You could just say my at my workplace. workplace. At my workplace. It's a grocery store, but the grocery store part is important because a couple came in and they... So I saw a couple walking up with their dog and we have a little place where you can tie your dog up. The couple brought their dog into the store. Mm -hmm. That's... It happens sometimes, and we have to say, hey, we're legally required. Is that a service dog? Um, they did not just walk around with their dog. They got a cart out, and they put their dog inside the cart, just inside the, like a like a, a medium to large-sized dog, and picked it up and put it inside the shopping cart. I've seen people with small dogs do that. But, like, probably in, like, the child seat area, right? Yeah. This was in the cart. <laughs> So it could just like lean over and just like grab like yeah, an apple or yeah. something. Just sort of um, like like you could just be pushing the dog, like paws up on the counter, like you know, like that. I wow. bet that dog is living his best life. I mean, though. dogs yeah. have a great like, time. I'm sure. Yeah, but they, didn't, just they like, didn't listen to you guys. No, somebody. I assume somebody talked to them. I did not talk to them because oh, okay. I saw this and I immediately had like five cups of sweat dripping down my head. Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> So you saw the dog first in the cart. No, then... I saw them come in. I saw the whole dance of them getting the cart out, picking the dog up, putting the dog inside of the cart, and then walking away like it's normal to do this. I like that, though. I do, too. <laughs> I would have done that. If that's well, the other reason I didn't want to talk to him, because I was like, that's me. <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah, if we could bring, like, our reptiles into oh. places, we, like, totally would. Yeah. But, yeah. I also had a lady show me her rat. I was checking her groceries out and she said, look in here. And she like, looked, like seriously. And she like showed me her sleeve and there's a little rat in there. And she said, her name is Petunia. Aww. She likes to come on walks with me. And I thought, oh, that's very cute. But if, if anybody who did not like rats saw that, they would have a heart attack. Yeah. It's probably not supposed to be. She's lucky there, that right? I like rats and know that they're clean. You should yeah. probably edit this out. Man. Whatever. Fine. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are we ready right. to go into the lockdown? Yeah, are we ready? The lockdown. So it's lockdown time. Zach is obsessed with this fucking mortuary thing. Like his whole intro to the lockdown is about the fact that this is your Butterworths building where all of these dead people got mortuaried. And he calls him an evil mortician or something like that. Like he uses the word evil. He used the yeah. word evil quite a lot when describing. So in the the chapel area where they used to have the funerals. So Zach has a new device that he calls the digital field processor. Uh, and this apparently shows when an EVP is happening. Like you can see when the EVP is happening. It's, it's like a little uh, light up thing. It's obviously just a volume meter that plugs into your digital recorder. Like it's literally just this thing that's on the screen right now. It's just <laughs> that. That's all it is. And uh, he apparently this is ghost hunting equipment. Um, they never show it working as as intended. And it's supposed to like connect with their autumn. So he's got the little earpiece in and that's the whole like you got re your recorder and they can hear it at the same time. He's monitoring but, his own levels. But since you can't hear it, you've got the light up thing. But they fix that later with a microphone that looks like a dildo. It does. But, it <laughs> looks like Zach is waving around a dildo. It's hilarious. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so Zach decides to pull out the trigger object, which is a little vial of his gold flakes that he collected on his little no, field trip. No, yes, it's, it's, oh, I got to keep it for my field trip. <laughs> um, and he, he, he does this really weird good cop, bad cop within the same this sentence. This is so fucking funny. He goes yes. like, don't be angry at me. I'm here to give you gold. Actually, this is my gold. Psych. <laughs> He doesn't say psych, but he should have. And then they like completely do a flip flop on what they're saying. I guess because like at first they wanted to entice the spirit and then they wanted to make it really jealous. The, con the conclusion that I drew is that they are probably still drunk. Probably. Because he did say that was from today. Yeah. Now, if you think about like, okay, if, if, if ghosts are intelligent, okay. Sure. Like, what are they doing? Why are they hanging out with Zach? Yeah, why does, what's, right? what incentive do they actually have to be here and respond to this bullshit? Well, no incentive because they got like no evidence at so all. They, so, the guy's like, so he's like, hey, hey, idiot, come get this gold. Actually, you can't have it. Talk to me. And the fact that Zach never stops talking to actually let the ghosts like, like have the machine read it, the digital field processor. He won't stop talking. So I don't know how he's expecting to read anything. Yeah. They also get some unexplained yelling in downtown Seattle at about 9 p.m. at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can probably explain that. Or, you know, could have been next door because it's basically a, a townhouse yeah. type situation. They're all very close, all of these buildings. Uh, he also gets out a game camera, which is the type of thing you put out in your home when you when your bird feeder keeps getting eat, eaten at night and you want to see what <laughs> varmints are responsible for it. Uh, he takes a bunch of photos, and guys, this is where we get to it. Oh, God. The Play-Doh Play child. The creepy little Play-Doh man. Uh, so they take this photo, and Zach says, here you can clearly see. It's, first off, it's a stairwell, and they're looking up the stairwell. This creepy-looking adolescent. And, of course, all of us are immediately <laughs> like, no, I can't see anything. And the camera starts, like, zooming in on this, this one spot and highlighting this little outline what the fuck? Of what looks like a blob of Play-Doh. It looks like a snowman type figure. Blob of Play-Doh, really 
flat-ish head that it, looks like a blob. To me, it kind of looks like a chess pawn, but the middle part doesn't yeah. really get very thin. It's just so rudimentary. It's like the most... Like, if you were carving a human being out of clay and you got <laughs> tired after the head, but you still wanted to commit to doing the rest of the body... And it, like, sat out in the sun and kind of just melted a tiny bit. Like, it's, not melted, but so just kind of... stupid looking. Just kind of yeah. settled. So it's, like, kind of flat and widened. And, and to be clear, in the unhighlighted photo, you cannot see... There's no outline of this or anything. Well, they make a... Uh, they That's kind what I'm of, saying. They, they, in, yeah. they, they put little arrows, and they're, like, describing each body part. Here are the feet, the head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> Which, to me, it looked like like a bag of, like, quickrete that you use part of. And they're, like, in an actual um, construction zone. So it just looks like somebody had, like, opened this bag, used a little yeah. bit, and then, like, put it on the stairs. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of, like, lumpy in a weird shape. Like, I did not see, no matter how many times I highlighted this adolescent, I never saw it. <laughs> oh, and, and their, their theory about it is confirmed later with an EVP that they think says, looking for my child. Looking for my child. As Zach says. Doesn't sound like anything. No, it's like... No. Huffs, huffs. Um, so Zach gets blasted with two energies, gets that creepy EVP, uh, and then it's time to bring the owner of Kel's Irish Pub back into the mix. Which, by the way, did they just tell her, like, yes. at the door, as she's closing the door, we want you to come back Zach tonight. said, by the way, come back at midnight. I know you're here at 10 p.m. and then you have to be here again at 6 a.m. in the morning, but can you come back at midnight also? <laughs> He doesn't say all that, but that's basically what he's saying. And she's a really good sport about it. She's yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like, I'll come back. and yeah. yeah. So she comes back, and they do her first ever EVP session. Uh, she's very brave to follow Zach Bagans into a, into a dark <laughs> building where he says they're going to do EVP, and she doesn't have any idea what that means. <laughs> well, he makes her go first. Did you guys yes. notice that? He makes her go first into the scary zone, and yes. she just, like, walks right Ooh, the in. the scary zone. Yeah, like, the scary zone. <laughs> Uh, this is where they do one of my favorite things, which is they show explicitly uh, exactly how long they waited to get a, to get any evidence. Oh, that's... The, yeah. yeah, they show them, like, like, asking questions, and then they speed up the footage, and it's like, 26 minutes elapsed since we started. Yeah. <laughs> like, guys, you didn't have to blow up your spot like that. You could make me think that this is a cool thing where you get evidence all the time. And then finally, they get something. Um... Apparently, they get an EVP that says, well, Zach first thinks it says, right now, here. And the lady from Cal's Irish Pub thinks it says, get me out of here. And the more they listen to it, the more Zach is convinced that she's correct. Um, it's, it's Dang, it's almost <laughs> as if your brain is biased towards confirming its own beliefs. <laughs> it's, it's almost like there's, if only there was a word to describe that psychological phenomenon. <laughs> Zach says, that is clearer the more I hear it. Of course. Because you're convincing You're priming yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then they ask her if she wants to stick around, and she says she's something no, to you. She's going to go get drunk. Yeah, she's yeah. like, no, honey, I think I'll just go and indulge in a few spirits. And then he and has Aaron to clarify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's liquid spirits. Yeah. Yes. Um. Is this where they get the EVP that they think is Mr. Butterworth mistaking their digital recorder for a bomb? Yeah. <laughs> Aaron asks, are you in here, Mr. Butterworth? And then they hear... Which is a great... It's a great phrase. <laughs> they have a bomb. It will hurt you. 
the EVP. That's because, yeah, they send Aaron, like, by himself. Yeah. I got a bingo spot for that. <laughs> nice. This yeah. is where, also, we get confirmation from Zach that Aaron is like, Zach says, we're going to send you in over here, and Aaron's like, oh, man, I didn't want to. And I jokingly was like, yes, that's why we're doing it. And then Zach actually said on the TV, that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so predictable. Um Oh, and I just liked how Zach kind of explained the whole bomb VP by explaining that. Are they confusing our, what, what, how did he describe his instrument? It our was like, electronic digital recorder? He said something like high quality. Our like, high quality futuristic. <laughs> something like that. Techno dynamic. Uh, yeah. Um, so then they end up going to the bar area. Um, they think they get an EVP oh, that man, says, this great. get us hazard. And you hear this beep. Yeah, apparently the ghost of a robot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Zach thinks that something came to him and stood up on me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is also, I feel like, is this where the dildo microphone appears? Just about, yeah. Okay. So Zach ends up sending Aaron in first, um, which Zach actually describes as against Aaron's wishes. <laughs> it's good he knows that he's making someone do something without their consent. Isn't that great? Um, <laughs> um, so then they use this like special extra microphone thingy that looks like a dildo. So it's a, they call it an inductive microphone, which means that it like, it can listen to electricity or something. I think that's what he he's getting He says at. that the, the ghosts communicate by using electromagnetic waves did or the, the, the microphone uh, uses electromagnetic waves. Did y'all notice that the microphone had their logo on it? <laughs> Really? Yes, I did a, like, not little, notice that. It had a little coffin with the cross in it. Oh and it my said god! GAC. <laughs> oh, was that like why they kept zooming in yes. on it? I did not pick up on that. I just was like, that's really weird. They keep what's zooming that in. What's What's that drawing on? <laughs> like, I just thought it was the logo of like the um, company of the actual recorder, so what's, I didn't pay attention. What's funny to me is that they have a logo for the Ghost Adventures crew, but it is not the Ghost Adventures logo. <laughs> Like, where does this logo come from? It's on their website. Really? It's on the GAC website, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. Well, there you go. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Uh, they don't get any real evidence from this, as I recall. No. Nope. And Zach uses his medium, his spirit medium voice, where he's like, I call upon all of the ghosts. I yeah, call upon thee. It's like yeah. he's a priest talking in church. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to be Bishop Long or oh, something. God. And practicing his Shakespeare. And all they get from this is a grade C EVP. Ah, yeah. Grade C. Yeah, grade C. Maybe it's I, like maple syrup where the where you have to you don't want to get grade A or grade C, you want grade B. Really? Have you guys noticed that Zach talks with his lips like kind of like, you know, Donald Trump talks with his out of his lips. Like his lips are falling off of his face and he has to keep them as far away from his teeth as he possibly can at it's, all times. It's not as extreme as Donald Trump, but it is He's definitely speaking at the front of his mouth all the time. We're here at the Las Vegas Paranormal Institute. And you can especially notice it when he's doing his little Shakespeare talking. I'm going to have to, like, bring this up on YouTube and watch this little part of it yeah. again. Yes. <laughs> Zach Vegas lip compilation. And it's like a sideways view Somebody's of him, too, this. so you can really yeah. see those lips hanging out. This is pretty much it. Even Aaron is like, uh, you got to come give us some evidence because we got to go. <laughs> so nice to the ghosts he's just he really like, is he's always he's, very nice he's always very he's just like hey you guys want to say anything we're like, trying to show the world that you still yeah. exist 
<laughs> we gotta go soon. You know, like he's just he's like the nice friend. He's the good cop. <laughs> he's the good cop. Yeah. Zach's the bad cop. And he's also a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after this, unfortunately, we have to go to uh, they they end up consulting with Mark and Debbie Constantino, and I don't know if you have heard about have you, this. Have you heard about what happened? I with have these folks? not heard about it. But murder suicide. Oh, about yeah. two years ago. So it was Aww. the husband. Go figure. So, so Whoa, he, so are you kidding me? He was abusive, and uh, yeah, that happened. So it's kind of sad seeing them on Ghost Adventures because they're very passionate and about it, what they do. And yeah. also, it's a horrifying situation. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. And, and of course, Zach kind of justifies it as, oh, the demons and shit. They use that excuse for a lot of situations in which um, there's in which there's a man being, a, being bad in his relationship. Yeah. They use that excuse a lot on this show. Yeah. Or like, just any, any person who claims that demons have made them abusive. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the famous episode where they try to send a ghost over the internet. Oh god! I can't wait for that one. Yeah. Anyway, so they so show sad. this. I won't be here for that. They show. <laughs> <laughs> they show the Plato child to Mark and Debbie Constantino, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's sure. totally a Plato child." I see how you could see that. Yeah, that kind of language. Literally every every ghost hunter that they consult with is always just like, "Yeah, yeah, that totally." That. What's really funny is that Zach tells them, this is why we bring this to you guys, because you see stuff that we don't. That literally doesn't happen. They literally don't see anything that the boys have no, not already seen. they just confirm everything that the ghost... Oh, and also, like, sharing the EVPs, like, Zach's, like, repeating what he thinks it is, and, and everyone is always like, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Anyway. Anyway, that's the uh, Kells Irish Pub episode in a nutshell. Um, what was your favorite part, Emily? Hmm. I think them mining for gold and that, I mean, nothing to do with ghosts was my favorite yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when Aaron just gets super excited and just talks like directly into the camera. Like, <laughs> like, like my gold. Yes, yeah, gold. <laughs> I feel like somebody should make that into a gif. Like it, if it hasn't yes. already happened, it yes. needs to be. Yes, yeah. definitely. How about you, Cassie? Um, I would probably say the same thing. For me, it was when the outline of the Play-Doh child <laughs> began fading in and everyone in the room was like bullshit immediately. All of us were like cracking up at it. That was so funny to me. Because we all were on the same journey because Zach starts talking about it before the outline fades in. So we're all like, what is he talking about? I can't see anything. And then the outline comes in seemingly over like blank space almost. All you have to do yeah. is is before he even starts talking, try and find a blob that looks like yeah, he, pause the episode. Like he might identify it as a ghost. And you, you, I don't even, oh, uh, I don't know if, if, if we want to mention this, but there was a photo from the, from the very beginning of this episode uh -huh. that may have, oh, yeah. primed, oh. that may have primed him to be looking for this because apparently there was a little boy with a stitched up mouth. It and doesn't look, it doesn't look like, like fucking a person. Anything. It just looks like it's a light shining between two beams. That's it. It's so I thought it looked like a dog. You know when you look at clouds? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what we're doing, right? Yeah, we're like, just looking at fucking yeah. clouds. Yeah. Like, oh, that looks like a giraffe. Like, yeah. to me, yeah. I was like, that, that blob kind of resembles, like, a stray dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I didn't get. 
child with stitch on the mouth. And they show it, they like flash it on screen a couple times. Yeah. And yeah. 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 (sighs) Well, thanks for coming on again, Emily. It was a really, it was a pleasure to have you here. Thanks. Uh, uh, It was a pleasure to have you here listening to this episode of Insanely Haunted. Um, As always, it's a, it's a great, if you ever feel like giving us any support, the best way to do that is by spreading the word. Mm -hmm. We're a word of mouth podcast. And if you don't talk about us, we will die. (laughs) Um, And come back and haunt Zach. And And Zach. Zach. Because it's so easy with him. Um, yeah. You can go to our website, insanelyhaunted.com. You can send us an email, insanelyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a tip jar link on every uh, episode update page on Pinecast, so visit that if you feel like supporting us uh, in any concrete way. But it's great to just have you here, and of course, you know, uh, the easy it's a lot easier than, than giving money to, you know, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Which we appreciate. Which we appreciate. Um, you you all keep break, coming through in, in bigger numbers than I feel like I ever really expected for this. So it's just a pleasure to be here making this for you. So I hope you're having fun, too. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, and this is your uh, weekly reminder to visit and support your national and state parks. But don't ask the rangers about ghosts. <laughs> Even if you really, really think there might be ghosts. Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks once again for joining us. Uh, And until next time, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Emily. And you just heard a Class A EVP. I tried to do it past that. Okay. Uh